Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Bo Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House, Art House Radio, on 88.5 FM WCUG, coming to you from beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. Today we have the baseball show, songs and stories about and related to baseball, America's great sport. The quote of the day comes from Walt Whitman. I see great things in baseball. It is our game. The American game. Oh shoot, there are so many great baseball quotes, let's have another. Baseball is one of the most beautiful games. It is. It is a very zen-like game. Jim Jarmusch. I have so many baseball stories that we could fill a dozen episodes. I love baseball. When I played Little League, I played in Wairacoba Park in the Peach League. I played for the Bears. We had a green felt bee on the middle of our white caps, our creamy white caps. It was old-fashioned uniforms. Everything seemed to be made of wool. We had wool, creamy white uniforms with uh, pale stripes. We had to wear belts to keep our pants up. They were great times. I remember sitting on the bench one time with my friend, the largest guy. I was the smallest guy on the team, and he was the largest guy on the team, and he uh, was the catcher. And I remember sitting there looking at him. We were sitting side by side. Uh, our team was batting. And I look up and, and he's got a bee on his cap. A yellow jacket. And I say to him, I say, there's a bee on your cap. And he says, I know. And I say, no, you don't understand. There's a bee on your cap. And he puts his hand up right where the letter B is, right where the yellow jacket is, and it stings him on the hand. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was out for the next few innings as catcher with ice on his hand until it healed. We had great times. Always great times. I was number 42. It was actually the oldest uniform the team had. It was an old uniform because it was the smallest uniform. And it was number 42. The same number as Jackie Robinson. I was small I wasn't very good, but I could sure run the bases. So um, let's get started today with Count Basie and his orchestra with Did You See Jackie Robinson Hit That Ball? Hope you enjoy the show. Jackie hit that ball. 
Satchel Page is mellow, so is Caponello. Newcomb and Dobit too. But it's a natural fact, when Jackie comes to bat, the other team is through. Did you see Jackie Robinson hit that ball? Did he hit it? Yes! And that ain't all, he's so whole! Yes, yes, Jackie's real gone.
House Radio on 88.5 WCUG, Columbus, Georgia. Heeny Majeski, Johnny G, Eddie Juiced, Johnny Pesky, Thornton Lee, Danny Gardella, Van Lingomongo, Whitey Kurowski, Max Lanier, Eddie Waitkus, and Johnny Vandermeer. Bob Estalella, Van Lingo Mongo, Augie Bergamo, Sigmund Jacoki, Big Johnny Mize and Barney McCoskey, Hal Trotsky, Augie Galan and Pinky May. Frenchie Bordegaray, Phil Cabaretta, George McQuinn, Howard Pollett, and Early Wynn, Roy Campanella, Van Lingomongo, Augie Bergamo, Sigmund Jakuki, Big Johnny Mize and Barney McCoskey, Hal Trotsky, John Antonelli, Ferris Fane, Frankie Crosetti, Johnny Sane, Harry Brookine and Lou Boudreaux. Frankie Gustine and Claude Passo. Eddie Basinski, Ernie Lombardi, Huey Mulcahy, Van Lingle, Van Lingle Mungo.
packed his glove and took his arm And one day he just ran away Nobody can throw the ball like catfish can. Come up where the Yankees are, dress up in a pinstripe suit. Smoke a custom-made cigar Wear an alligator boot Happiness Million dollar man Nobody can throw the ball Like happiness That first half, we listened to music by Alan Pasqua with Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And then we heard Count Basie and his orchestra, followed by Mabel Scott, and Dave Frischberg with Van Lingle Mungo. We heard Miss Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel, and then Catfish, about Catfish Hunter by Bob Dylan. In the second half of the show, We will mix it up a little bit. We'll be a little more abstract. We won't be as literal in our translation of baseball songs. Stick around, you'll see what I mean. You're listening to The Art House on 88.5 WCUG. Right now, we're listening to James Horner with music from the film Field of Dreams. Did you know that there's a real Field of Dreams? It's in Dyersville, Iowa. It's where they made the film Filled of Dreams, starring Kevin Costner and Amy Madigan. You can go there any time of year. There's a constant game of pickup baseball going on. People drive from all around the country. They come from all around the world to play baseball on this little field in a corn patch in Iowa. I used to take my kids there in the summertime. They loved it. When I was a kid, when I played for the Peach League Bears, I really wasn't very good. I played outfield. Often I played right field. If you know anything about the game, that's where they stick the guy that can't do anything. But I enjoyed it. My last year on the team, we went to the city championship. If I remember correctly, I was the very last out of the game. I really wasn't very good, but I did love it. Part of it was that I just wasn't very big. I was so short that I had a a very small strike zone, so the pitchers had a hard time pitching to me. 
so I walked a lot. I walked so often that one year I had a zero batting average. I was the only kid in the league that had a zero batting average. But I'd get on base, and then I could run, so I would steal bases and score. At the end of the season, my last year playing, when it was awards day, trophy day, I remember when the coaches were standing out there with the trophies and they were calling the names of the players who had won uh, the trophies. And they called uh, Mike Strickland, who was our, one of our pitchers, our best pitchers, to get the MVP award. And he strode out there tall and handsome and took the award, the large trophy from the coach, Coach Money, smiled while he took a photograph. The next thing I knew, I heard the coach calling my name, Bo Bartlett, and I couldn't believe it. I sheepishly stood up and walked out there, and he handed me an award, a small trophy of a batter with my name on it, Bo Bartlett, a sportsmanship award. I stood while they took our pictures. Later, I asked the coach, Coach, why did you give me an award? And he said, Well, Bo, I gave you that award because you didn't complain when I wouldn't let you play. And it is true. To be honest, I spent many games at my best position at the end of the bench. But things don't stay the same. Sometimes they change. And sometimes they change for the better. When I got into junior high school, my friend Robert Steele called one day on the phone and asked if I would like to be the bat boy for the new Columbus White Sox farm club for the Chicago White Sox. Well, I needed a part-time job. It seemed like it'd be fun, so I said yes. And my mother hand-sewed a tiny Chicago White Sox uniform. I got an official White Sox baseball cap and a helmet. I would be the bat boy for the visiting teams. For teams like the Birmingham A's and the Asheville Reds. Teams from Charlotte, Durham, and Montgomery. I loved being a bat boy. The young players, many of whom were just 18 to early 20s, were all hoping to get to the major leagues, to the show, as they called it. Many of them did indeed get to go on to the show. Names such as Larry Yount, Cesar Geronimo, Dave Concepcion, and Vita Blue all came through Columbus during those years. And all of them were nice to me. I spent a lot of time with them before the games, during the games, and after the games. Before the games, during warm-up, they would teach me how to throw and catch and hit and run. We played a game they called Pepper, 
using a fungo bat, you, three or four guys would stand out in front of a batter and they would throw the ball and he would hit it back to them. They allowed me to get into this game. Sometimes after a while, as they started to warm up, the game would get spicier and spicier. They would start calling it hot pepper and the batter would swing hard and hit the ball back to the players. That's when they'd ask me to step aside and I would just watch. I gained a lot of skill and knowledge of the game during these years. I learned to understand the intricacies of how every second of a baseball game matters. The eventual outcome, it's all determined by every incremental moment. Baseball is a metaphor for life, and with it, the consummate underdog sport, as it is always one against nine, one batter versus nine fielders. It's an amazing game, and the odds are always stacked against you. That's why you've done very well if you hit one out of every three times at bat, or if your team wins one out of every three games. In the summers, I used to go on the road with the Columbus team. Eventually, they became the Columbus Astros, Houston's farm team. I would travel on the bus with the ball players. They always had a good time with me, rubbing my head and pulling my hat down over my face rubbing my hair, giving me a hard time. I slept up in the luggage rack with their suitcases. We would travel the back roads through North Georgia and Alabama, the Smoky Mountains of the Carolinas. The ball players all loving me and ribbing me and giving me a hard time. They nicknamed me Road Runner because I could run fast. I remember those road trips as if they were just yesterday with all these young men all hoping, all hoping to go to the major leagues. For some, that was as close as they would ever get. For others, it was just the beginning, the beginning of a career in the major leagues, of their glory days. In the end, it is all just a memory. to let go of the past, the sweet past. A. Bartlett Giamatti said, baseball breaks your heart. It was designed to break your heart. The game begins in the spring when everything else begins again, and it blossoms in the summer, 
filling the afternoons and evenings. And then, as soon as the chill rains come, it stops and leaves you to face the fall all alone.
of the ocean Riding the seven seas But every thought of you is always on the breeze Every thought of you is always on the breeze Left to find kingdoms But leaving a kingdom behind but every thought of you is always on my mind Every thought of you is always on my mind Oh, your memory stronger than a thousand ships Of war to call me home And though it's glory I'm chasing is from glory I'm those glory days are done But I won't break Even when the earth around me shakes When the things that are better are I put us down Sometimes he had to leave the things he loved Your siren sigh, your whisper always louder than your cry. But your memory lives lonely on the by. Oh, now I know that I have to leave and come, come back.
I saw him years later when he was worn down by life. Look at him. He's got his whole life in front of him, and I'm not even a glint in his eye. What do I say to him? Why don't you introduce him to his granddaughter? Hi. 
Just wanted to thank you folks for putting up this field, letting us play here. I'm John Kinsella. I'm Ray. My wife, Annie. This is my daughter, Karen. Karen, this is my... This is John. Hi, John. Hiya, Karen. Well, we're gonna let you two talk. I mean, if all these people are gonna come, we got a lot of work to do. It's very nice meeting you. Catch a good game. Thank you. It's so beautiful here. For me, well, for me, it's like a dream come true. Can I ask you something? Is, is this heaven? It's Iowa. Iowa?
In that set, in the second half, we heard Dave Bixler's jazz piece, Vita Blue, named after the Birmingham A's famous player who went on to stardom in Oakland. Then we heard Glory Days by Anissa, and another Glory Days by Rue Paines. We heard Letting Go by Nitin Sarne. We heard Junius Mevant. And lastly, the undeniable Brittany Howard from the Alabama Shakes from her new solo effort with Run To Me. Closing out, we're listening to Larry Golding's version of Take Me Out To The Ball Game. Leo DeRosia said, Baseball is like church. Many attend, but few understand. In the end, I am not a tribal guy. I am not a sports guy. But I believe that baseball represents much of what it means for us to be alive, for what it means to strive and to do our best against all odds. Babe Ruth said, Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. We have to always keep striving, keep pushing, to get better, to do our work, to do the best we can, no matter of the inning or the score on the scoreboard. One time, I was at a game for the Reading Phillies outside Philadelphia, the farm club for the Phillies, and they were behind, oh, it was just a blowout. They were behind 17 to nothing. And as the game wore on, most people left the stadium. I was there with two friends, two non-believers, two friends I dragged along. And I said, come on, let's rally them. And I turned my hat sideways as a rally cap, and I went right down behind the dugout. And every time a batter got up to bat, I would just yell out to him, and he could hear me, because it was a small field, he could hear me, and I'd say, you can do it, just get on base, and wouldn't you know it, player after player got on base, my friends began to rally with me, they turned their hats sideways, before long, we were on the jumbotron, and the whole crowd was into the game, and player after player got on base, it took three or four innings, but at the very end, the Reading Phillies rallied and came back and won in the bottom of the ninth by one run. Anything is possible. We can do it. As James Earl Jones says, the one constant through all the years has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked time. This field, this game, it's a part of our past. It reminds us of all that once was good and could be again. We hope you've enjoyed the baseball show today. I want to thank our producer and engineer, Matt Rohrer. Thank you, Matt. Couldn't do it without you. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you. Hope you'll go out and enjoy the day. See some art. 
make some art, go out and hear some live music. We have but one life. Let's live it and make this world a better place. Thanks for listening. Love and light, y'all.